We watched the Jesus Music movie. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I'm your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so excited that, that you're here. Uh, just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And they have. Well, I don't know if the getting saved has, but the ticking off certainly has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Glad you survived last week. If they, If either of those things happen, then we definitely want to know about it. Especially if you get saved. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart? Fabulous. Yeah? Fabulous. Yeah, it's it's hot. It is real hot. It's it's unacceptably hot. It's offensively hot. It is offensively hot. And uh, at the time of this recording, in roughly three hours, I'm going to be sitting outside at a baseball game. (sighs) Terrible idea. Don't do it. Just just don't. You don't don't have to be there. I don't. And here's the the thing. Yeah. I was not planning on going. You shouldn't. I was, this is, for one thing, this is a three-game series. Nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This is a three-game series for my nephew in in the playoffs. Yeah. High school, uh, Texas, high school baseball. Yes. And they were supposed to win last night so that they wouldn't have to play and yeah. I wouldn't have to sit outside. Yeah. So this is his fault. This is really, he really He does not get the fault. pleasure of your presence. Um, but after the game last night yeah, and a bunch of parents who were not acting like adults. They're a bunch of knuckleheads. A bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> that's what I called them last night. <clears throat> um, I, I have to go. I yeah. have to go. Yeah. And, you know, I here's the thing. I want to, I'm wearing a tank top and shorts, and I'm going to get a little sun while I'm out there. Yeah. So I might as well. Um, so as a friend, I'm just going to remind you, you're you're very white. Um, wear sunscreen. I, I have a bottle of sunscreen okay. in my bag. Don't <laughs> do, you worry. Do yourself a favor. Don't you worry. So I, I've seen you when you forgot sunscreen, too. Th- one time. That's all it takes. <laughs> and then you, and then you remember. It more than one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially but also, a, go godly. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> for those of you who may not be in the DFW Metroplex, or most of you who are and still don't know, uh, Godly is a tiny A town. <laughs> tiny town. But they uh, have a really good baseball team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their high school baseball team is okay. And so, um, I mean, they're at the state level. They're, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing in good. playoffs. So, um, but but it's a tiny town yes. in, the middle of, in the middle of nowhere. People who have lived here for a long time are like, where? Who, what? Yeah. And by where the way, is that? <laughs> if you're asking, hey, uh, are Seth and Andrea in the buckle of the Bible Belt? There might be a town called called godly <laughs> it's yeah 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 no you're not wrong yeah okay so um anyway i sent you a uh, i sent you a picture yesterday of a uh, idea for a new tattoo that i'm i'm thinking about it is do you have your appointment yet to get n- that no no you it's, should get it on your thigh well, i don't know why other than i just that seems like a good idea yeah so it's a picture of um uh, it's a picture of uh, uh of some stacking chairs yeah. With a banner across uh, that says servant heart. And um, <laughs> it, it it is. Can I tell you something? I saw this picture and I got emotional. Emotional? Yes, because it's the perfect distillation of, you know, like um, uh, of uh, nostalgia, uh, understanding 
spiritual and church abuse. <laughs> and, uh, and also, um, you know, rem- remembering to stay humble. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like it's all of those things. All of those things. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, how does this picture capture my soul? Like a <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like I was like, wow, I can't. Yeah. It's there now. That's where my. That's it's where there. it is. I, I can't. You are now soulless. Yes, it is in, the picture. It is in that photo. So I. Uh, I'm. Uh, I might. I'm gonna have to bleep that out, aren't I? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you probably should not have said that. <laughs> I was. I'll, <laughs> I'll pray and ask forgiveness. Hopefully, I get an answer to a prayer. Um, I'm gonna s- play this clip from an unanswered, uh, unanswered prayer hotline. Okay. Okay. Thank you for calling Unanswered Prayers. This is Epiphany speaking. How may I assist you? I'm doing well. All right. And you were trying to lose weight for vacation. Okay. And how many pounds were you looking to lose? 10 pounds. All right. And when were you seeking to lose this by? Tomorrow. <laughs> sis, you do realize in James 2 and 26, it said, Fate without works is dead. So that dream is dead. It says, You better go ahead and get you a spank and enjoy your trip. Thank you for calling. <laughs> get you a spank. Ah, uh, uh, spank. Ah, uh, spank. Just, just a singular one. Get ah, uh, spank and then go enjoy your trip. So it's summertime oh, and people are, are starting to move around, starting to do things. So yeah. um, pray, but also, uh, you know, works. Works. You gotta, you gotta move a little. You gotta move a little. You gotta move a little, and maybe eat a little less. It's the second one. It's the second one that I have a problem. Yeah. Have you had pizza? I have. It's real good. It is real good. (laughs) You know what? I have not had. What's that? Breakfast yet today. Sorry about that. Yeah, thanks. If you need a protein shake, let me know. I'll run down and get you one. <laughs> also, I'll say, uh, as a reminder, it is hot. So if there's like room noise and you guys are like, what? what's that sound? Uh, it's not normally as clean. First of all, thank you for noticing that it normally sounds clean. Um, but then, you noticing. But then also understand that it's, uh, that, yeah. Okay. So we watched a movie. We did. We watched a documentary. We did watch a documentary. And uh, first of all, um, it was great. But let, it was oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to step back. So I want people to understand that where we're coming from on this movie is that we both really enjoyed it. So um, I guess we need to probably do the uh, do the normal thing. Yeah. Let's okay. Do the normal thing. Um, are you ready to read the uh, synopsis as is our custom? Yes, I am. All right. Here we go. I want the people to know. You got to read it over this. Okay. Uh, This documentary reveals Jesus Music's untold story from its humble beginnings at the Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California, through its transformation into the multi-billion dollar industry of Christian contemporary music today. Uh, So this is Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music by Larry Norman. He has a prominent part in this uh, this movie. He was kind of the first Christian rock star, as it were. Um, His lyrics are challenging, (laughs) but they're a lot of fun still. Um, He caught a lot of heat. He was not very well liked or accepted. He made a lot of people not happy. Yeah, but um, he had a really good point when he asked. So there was a whole Larry Norman tribute album that came out in the '90s, uh, where you know. But um, it, 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 so anyway, that that's uh, there's a first of all a great Spotify playlist. Yes, uh, let let's also talk about the fact that the reason we both loved this yeah. is because we are 
we have been fully submerged yeah. and entrenched in Christian music both our entire yes. lives. Yes, both correct, of us. correct. Like from birth till today. Yeah. Till present time. Yeah. So this was just like wonderful. It was really great for me because I understood um, pop music, pop Christian music in the 80s with the Michael W. Smiths, with the Amy mm-hmm. Grants, Stephen Curtis Chapmans. And I was still around through the 90s when it pivoted into some more of the other things that we talked about. But for me, it was great to hear the beginning part of it. Yeah. Because I know some people. Do you remember um, you, you remember Ray Snow, obviously, mm-hmm. um, friend, friend of the show? Um, I say friend of the show because his uh, mandolin sits in my office. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he, was, uh, he was a hippie. He was oh, part of the Jesus movement. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, if you ever heard him lead worship, you would know it. It was like, yes. hello, Keith Green. How are you today? Yes. He <laughs> was obviously very, very influenced um, by the music of yeah. that of that time. Yeah. And he did it so well. Oh, yeah, he's so good. So and good. so um, so the idea of like in the, in the 60s, people were looking for answers. Yeah. And, and when people found Jesus, they didn't want to go and have to put on a suit and tie. They were like, well, let's, you know, can, can we be like Jesus and not have to mm-hmm. look like everyone else? And so, um, the, the story of, um, that those people getting saved and then finding this church called, uh, called Calvary temple. Calvary, no, what is it called? Calvary, Calvary chapel, Calvary chapel. Sorry about that. In Costa Mesa, in Costa Mesa it's called Calvary chapel that let disillusioned young people come in. And it seems silly now, but back then to go to church in jeans or barefoot was kind of revolutionary that they would not only let you in, but encourage you and not look funny at you. Hippies started accepting Jesus. You know, so I'll, I'll try to play a couple of clips here and there yeah. uh, from, from the show. But yeah, so I mean, that's a perfect distillation of mm-hmm. kind of like what was going on. Yeah. Um, Pastor Chuck Smith uh, is the man who founded Costa Mesa's uh, Calvary Chapel. Yeah. And then there was this one guy named Lonnie Frisbee who was just full on hippie. Look like Jesus. I can't think of anybody else I'd rather look like. <laughs> you know, long hair, beard, you know, robes. Yeah, and it was just. I mean, so uh, with Chuck and and Lonnie being able to preach, like Lonnie was the evangelist and mm-hmm. and Chuck was the pastor, and so and by the way, how many times have we seen movements of God that that is the perfect combination? Yes. Because evangelists don't. I mean, <clears throat> they love God's people. They want to save them from hell. Yes. They don't necessarily know how to like disciple people always. They're not shepherds. They're really not. They're they have a different gift, yeah. gifting. Yeah. And and that the Bible clearly states that God has given some to be pastors, evangelists, teachers. Yeah. That I mean, that is that's a, a plan of God. So it doesn't it doesn't make evangelists bad. Right. It makes them they, they have to work hand in hand with pastors. Man, can we just talk about not this movie for just one second and just kind of remind people that it's okay to have a specific gift and function in that gift. Not all, not everybody doesn't need to be all giftings. Right. Now, I understand that Paul says, I've become all things to all men so that by all means I might win some. Like, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But um, that is an evangelistic mindset. That is, I'm going to become them mm-hmm. so that I can reach them. Not, I'm going to become all of the giftings so that I can be everything that they, that right. everybody needs. So we see this happen, but all these people are getting saved and they're like, okay, um, let's, uh, 
we still like we. I mean, we're we're all rock and roll kids. We're all musicians and singers and really talented, and they don't want to give that up, right? And nor should they have to, right? And so they's like, okay, uh, I, Greg Laurie is in this movie. Greg Laurie is the um, what, what is what is he doing now? So Greg Laurie is an author. Um, he's he's also still called a pastor. Yeah. So um, he has uh, Harvest church you'll hear him on the radio and like those little 90 second clips you know a yeah. lot he's he's very he's very quotable he's got a great he's got a great tone to his voice it's very yes. listenable <laughs> so um so he's uh still a pastor still you know writing books and things like that um but he says in here a lot of times people come up and say god gave me a song and you think did he give it to you because he didn't want it <laughs> I know, right um i but, have actually Thought something similar. Very similar. And so there's, you know, this movement in the 60s that's happening, but they they would come and they would play music and they'd be like, can, will you play that at at tonight's youth night? You Mm want to play it at youth night? It's always got to be youth night. And um, you got to, you got to ease it in. You got to ease it in. Uh, If you're going to play it tonight, you're also going to have to move the chairs afterwards. So uh, (laughs) make sure you have a servant heart. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then you cut to kind of like the early 70s. And there was this big event in um, in Dallas called Explo, and it's essentially just a huge Christian youth rally. And they, but they needed someone that was um, influential enough. Yes, who had a had a big enough platform, a, a big enough voice that was going to be heard, and and draw people in. Yeah, and. And so, first of all, they didn't just get, you know, the the Andre Crouches, which they did get Andre Crouch. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get, like, you know, just those names. They got uh, Johnny Cash yeah. and, like, some other people. Like, uh, was it was it Chris Christofferson? Chris Christofferson was there. <laughs> but then um, you see the one that they got to give credence to it was none other than Billy Graham. Explo 72 has been one of the greatest experiences of my life. I've been so excited I almost started dancing. And I saw something here in Dallas yesterday that I'll never forget. I saw three energetic young witnesses downtown and had a policeman down on his knees praying. Listen listen to this line right here. True faith must be applied to the social problems of our world today. Christian young people ought to be involved in the problems of poverty, ecology, war, racial tension, and all the other problems of our generation. This is a Christian happening. It's a demonstration of the love of God by tens of thousands of young people to the world that are saying to the world, God loves you. It's the Jesus revolution that is going on in this country. Um... Did I give you chills? Because it uh, yeah. just gave me chills. I have because goosebumps. it's it's so. It, n- by the way, nothing's changed. No. We that is still our responsibility. As by the way, it, this is something that I re- that I thought last night as I was rewatching this. Like, yeah, we young Christians. <laughs> <coughs> Ouch! <clears throat> I was like, wait a minute. I don't. I think it means actually. I think he's talking to my kids. Listen. I still think of myself as a young adult. Yes. And the other day I was like, I'm not a young adult. I'm just an adult. I'm just an adult. Just, an, just, f- just an adult. Full grown adult. I hate it. I hate it. So, um, um, but you know who I don't hate? What's that? Billy Graham. Oh my gosh. Listen, I, I have always admired him and appreciated his voice 
and and his ministry. But watching this documentary, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this man, he he is just so influential and he uses it in all of the best ways. Yeah, beyond, beyond words, beyond words. He's, he, he's f- phenomenal. Um, so cut to the eighties and, uh, it's hair great decade, uh, great decade. Um, metal hair, ba- hair metal bands were a thing. Yes. Yes, they were. Lots of hairspray was being used. And uh, there was this guy named Michael Sweet, and his brother was started watching Jimmy Swaggart on television. Listen, and he's sitting there with his whole family. His brother's got him watching, like Jimmy Swaggart on TV. On TV, yeah. And the entire family gets on their knees in front of the television and gets saved. Listen, that moment of this documentary also gave me chills. Yes, and now here's the thing. Michael Sweet was part of a hair metal band. Yeah. And they said, well, we're not going to change. We're just going to change the lyrics. We're just going to sing for Jesus now. I don't know if you're familiar with any of the lyrics for Striper songs. They're great. Mm -hmm. They are very gospel centric. And at their concerts, they would throw out Bibles. Yeah. Literally throw out Bibles to people, but they could get away with a different, like a different uh, reach because of what they look like and what they sounded like. Mm -hmm. And so um, here's the problem is that their pastor who led them to the Lord one week holds up their album and says, this is of the devil. And I say, you do not know the damage that you can do with your words your statements you don't know the damage when preferences become prejudices listen there's a lot of music i don't love yeah there's a lot of music music. i don't love most music i can appreciate from a musical standpoint rhythm meter rhyme i can appreciate most music a lot of music i don't love but you can't say it's of the devil just because you don't like it. Yeah. Just don't listen to it. Just don't listen to it. Like you also don't know when you yuck somebody else's yum, you might be killing the spirit of the, the eater and of the food. Mm. You don't know. You have no oh, idea. It, it, when, when you, when your preferences, you try to turn them into gospel truth. Mm-hmm. You try to make something that is subjective to be objective truth. Mm-hmm. Then you're on a path to, to destroy not only your witness, but possibly destroy someone's uh, uh, testimony. Yeah. You don't know. You, you've got you've to pay attention to those things. And I'm just saying you made your preferences an idol. I hate you to did. bring up idolatry every week, but I do. <laughs> Sorry. It's yeah, just the way it is. It's the truth. Yeah. Um, so what we needed really was kind of a crossover star. Yeah. We needed somebody who could just get up there and, and sing, cut to... Amy Grant. Okay, so Amy Grant is like the main part of this movie. Um, I, but before, I just want to say also that um, I really enjoyed seeing people from my childhood that I listened to. DeGarmo and Key was, come on. Um, Mylon Lefevre, (laughs) Russ Taff. I mean, some amazing people. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember. Uh, I'm going to check and see if DeGarmo and Key have made the Spotify 
playlist for this. They did not. They did not. So um, I'll just tell you that their song 666 (laughs) is one of the dopest songs ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's very 80s. It's very, you know what? It's worth it. Let's do it. Young Seth was uh, very influenced by some of the people that are featured in this documentary. Now, this song isn't like Destined to Win or some of their other good ones, but like, listen to this. Come on, 80s. I was feeling kind of restless, so I went out for a walk, and I ran into a stranger, and for hours we just talked. He said, I'm waiting for Dude, that song is dope. They do not make music like they used to, guys. They just don't. I'm sorry. So good. Hold on, I'm gonna get to the the to the cool bridge here. I'm sorry. This is one of the coolest songs of all time for me. I said, Jesus, won't you save me from this evil man of sin? I have read about his future. I don't wanna go with him. When I looked up, he had gone. He had left another sin. Come on, dude. Okay. I mean, and and here's the thing. Like, is that Lord, I lift your name on high? No. Is it we are standing on holy ground? No. Should it be played in church? No. But it's a song about literally like running into the devil Mm. and asking Jesus to save you because you know about that guy's future. You know, you were saying like, I mean, why not? Why not? It's It's like a story song. It's, you know, it. It's like Steve Taylor's drive, he said. I'm not going to play that one. Also great. <laughs> Steve Taylor's in this documentary. <laughs> Bro, Steve Taylor, I think I've talked about him on the show, is one of the most influential Christian artists of all time. Yeah. All of the Good Newsboy stuff, he produced. Sixpence None the Richer, Kiss Me, he produced. His songs uh, blew up the clinic. I Want to Be a Clone. I mean, all of mm-hmm. these, so good. If you don't know Steve Taylor, look him up. Okay, sorry. So this is this is what this, this documentary will do to you. It will make you go down nostalgic backroads all day long. Rabbit holes all day. Guys, it is, we cannot recommend it enough. It oh, it's is wonderful. It is so good. Um, so, sorry. So Amy Grant comes, and by the way, did this wreck you? When they said why Amy, why Amy Grant would be accepted, you remember what they said? No. Because she was a demure girl and she oh. just got up. And, and that's the only thing that was acceptable for a girl to do in church was to get up and, and humbly sing. Yes. Well, and when they talked about how <sighs> she's not, um, she's not even that like fantastic vocally. She's not. She's not. Never has been. No, but she has this hidden quality First of all, she's a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. She is True. so gifted. She's a good story, musical storyteller. Yes. yes. Um, but then when she performs, there's just something that happens. Yes. Um, yes, it it did. I like this is about the time watching this documentary that I just started grinning and I don't think yeah. I stopped the yeah. rest of the the movie because then homegirl shows up in like a leopard print jacket and then all of a sudden it's baby baby and there's a crossover song and then oh no this is its own industry now right this isn't a subset this isn't a subgenre 
This is its own industry. And so the foundation that the Amy Grants, Michael W. Smiths, Stephen Curtis Chapmans do lay this amazing foundation for the jump off into the next thing. And of course, they immediately pivot into DC talk. Down with the DC talk. (laughs) This is a great place. This is a great moment. Yes. For us to use a phrase that we heard not too long ago. Okay. From our friend Todd. Okay. (laughs) Talking about crossover artists Mm -hmm. who cross over, but don't take the crossover. Let's go. (laughs) It's truth. Baby Baby is not necessarily where you take the crossover. It's one thing when a Christian song is good enough to make it into mainstream radio. Yeah. Um, like a Lauren Daigle, you say. Yeah. That's that's great. Okay. It's great. But well, also. here's the thing. When I was listening to, because full disclosure, when the documentary was over, I went to Spotify, pulled up the playlist and just started, put it on repeat and yeah. just was listening to all my favorite songs. For sure. And when I was listening to Baby Baby in the car, I thought, you know, it. why did people have such a hard time with a Christian artist singing a love song? JPMs. What? JPMs. Jesus's per minute. You got to have so many Jesus's per minute in music. You didn't know that? Did not. Had not heard that term before. Bro, if you don't have enough JPMs in worship, watch <laughs> get up and be like, we're talking about Jesus. Yes. If you don't have Jesus in there. I'm just saying it'll I'm, happen. Yeah, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, what's wrong with an artist who can sing and write a fun song, a fun pop song? She wasn't there. There wasn't anything in those lyrics that was uh, inappropriate yeah. or bad. It's just a fun song. Yeah, she wasn't singing Merle Haggard's "I Want to Lay You Down." You know what I'm saying? Right. She <laughs> wasn't <just> singing. <laughs> oh my gosh! At the game last night, the guys that were uh, up in the booth started playing some music, yeah. and they played a song that said something about a stripper's booty. And I went, at a high school baseball game? What is wrong with you? <laughs> bro, bro, it wasn't it wasn't Toby Mac writing uh I'm in love with a stripper. Right. You know what no. I'm saying? That is not she was just it's just but baby like, baby. But like I've written quite a few worship songs mm-hmm. over my day. I've also written some love songs to my wife. Yes. And some of them are really good and other people might like them, but that doesn't make them, that doesn't make me any less of a Christian. No, not it at just all. means that you're, it doesn't like tend to your sensibilities. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Anyway, that just really bothered me when I was, I was listening to it going, this is not a bad song. No, there's nothing inappropriate in it. There's no, there's nothing wrong. Here's the thing. Here's the way to think about it, guys. When a, when an artist is able to break into a mainstream, a, a what we call a Christian artist, someone who says that they're a Christian, says that they are saved, and writes music that talks about Jesus, that talks about the gospel, that points people to Jesus, and they're able to break into mainstream, guess what? If people like it, they're going to go back and listen to their other music. That's right. That's right. Why are you throwing such a fit, Jimmy Swagger? Get over yourself. I'm just saying, I mean, because it might be that, yes, I liked Baby Baby, and then they're going to go back and hear, I don't know, Mary's song or something, you yeah, know, like or El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Or, I mean, any of those. Any of those. Yeah. yeah any of those so, that point back to Jesus. That's yeah. what they do. They point back to Jesus and point to God. So, um, so we cut to DC Talk, and we, we really do show that, like, okay, they're trying to do something different. Um, 
And they 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 did a, a little mini documentary about DC Talk yeah. right in the middle, which was right kind of fantastic. Um, how they all got together, really kind of the, what everybody's roles were mm-hmm. in in the in the group, and then also how they fell apart. Yeah, and how really Kevin was just done. Yeah, he was just out. I he mean, just, he, he, he was, they interviewed all three uh, three members and. You know, there don't seem to be any hard feelings or anything like that. They just... Uh, Kevin Max seems like he's a lot. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe a little but he's, bit. <laughs> he's already announced that he's deconstructed and do all, done all that stuff. So, I mean, um, but uh, you see you see, Toby, Toby Mac is like, he's, by the way, he he's dressed really cool and young and hip. The boy looks old. The boy is old. How old is how old is Toby Mac? Well, listen, when I was watching this and I realized that... Um, <gasps> I'm doing the math in my head. He's got to be almost 60. He's got, he's definitely in his fifties, like not even just like kind of 50. DC talks. When I was watching this and I realized DC talks first album mm-hmm. came out in 1989. Eight there. They had a full album. Yes. You were six years old. Yes, I was. Wow. I was five. I was born in 84. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, I was five. Okay, cool. Listen, I know, I know we've already talked about it. You're not a young adult. Shut <laughs> up. How old is Toby Mac? Oh, yeah. So how old is Toby Mac? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. For some reason, I hit the wrong thing and it it pulled up how old is Trump and it, I just saw 75 and I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Toby Mac is 57 years old. Oh, my gosh. That's even older than you. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I I also like the people search for David Crowder's 50. Um, Lecrae? Lecrae is 42. That's, you know, that seems like a contemporary. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, man. 57 years old that, that man is. He's still, still making music, still too. Do, and still doing pretty good with it, too. All right. So they give uh, they give the DC talk, um, and then they bring in Kurt. And they By start the, talking let, about Kurt. Let me just yeah. throw this in here real quick. I am a huge Michael Tate fan. Oh, okay. I just, I love his voice. I always... I, I, I like his voice. I He's loved, got a very good tone to his yes, voice. Yes, I just love to hear him sing. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I am a fan of the tone of his voice. <laughs> he may have made some political comments that I'm not so crazy about. Well, you know. So I can't say I'm a fan of his, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I just love to hear him sing. Yeah, oh, so yeah. they talk about Kirk. They talk about um, God's property. They talk about... Uh, they don't really talk about one in C, but oh, they're actually one in C's in the yeah. background right, right there in that shot. So, um, and salt from salt and pepper, and salt from salt and pepper, <laughs> and and the crossover that was Kirk. Um, they talk about how influential Andre Crouch was yeah. in in breaking into uh, people of color. Um, and you know they they talk about first of all this watching this and now talking about it on the show feels a little bit full circle of a full circle moment for us. Okay. Because they specifically reference Kirk Franklin's um, statement yeah. at the uh, gospel music. Is it the devil war? Was I, it the devil war? Yeah. Which or? was like episode two or three. Was like, yes. For us. Yes. That was, I went, wait a minute. We talked about this on the show. On this show. When it happened. Yeah. So first of all, that wasn't that long ago. And second of all, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> also, it, it was a while ago. <laughs> it was like also. almost two years. Yeah. Anyway, it felt just felt very full circle for a second. 
and then there's this whole weird, um, I, I don't know. I didn't really love how they landed the plane. I'll be honest with you. It was just a very much, isn't Amy Grant wonderful? And now, yeah. and she's got a cabin. <laughs> cool. And there's a fire that never goes out that people have to go and tend a fire. But I want to go to that cabin. Oh, I want to go tend the fire. No, 100%. Okay, first of all, if you know what we're talking about and you know of a way to make that happen, Seth and Andrea will go man this fire. Absolutely. We will go sing worship songs. Sit around the fire, make sure it ne- does not go it out. Will not, I will stay up all night and make sure this thing does not go out. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they do. They get into, uh, obviously, her scandal uh, when she and her husband, Gary Chapman, divorced, and she turned around and married Vince Gill. Um, you know, a lot of Christians were not happy with how quickly, in their heads, how quickly it happened. Uh, she was accused of having an affair with Vince yeah. Gill, um, saying that their relationships overlapped, things like that. Uh, you know, People say that it didn't. Yeah. People who know them say that that's not how it happened. And I don't know them. I don't know personally. I don't know whether it did or not. But. Well, well, and here's here's the thing. Um, marriages don't just stop. They fade out. Yeah. So the marriage may have been over, and even paperwork may have been done a long time before an announcement was made. Before anybody outside of their circle knew about right. it. Right. And so, um, so let, let's just remember that there's also some, some time issues that you just have to re- re- realize it, marriages are fluid, man. It is, mm. it is always waxing and waning. There is no, if somebody's like, oh, we have a perfect marriage. I don't believe you. When somebody's like, we never fight. I'm like, then y'all don't talk. Like <laughs> I, I, then again, I'm a three, my wife's not an eight. Not. <laughs> Definitely she's not, not listening to this anyway. It's zero okay. chance. <laughs> My wife's an eight. Let's be honest. Um, Just do not tell her we said that. <laughs> please, dude. <sighs> crap. Now people are going to say it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, we're, we're built for conflict. The two of us, we, mm-hmm. we understand, but also I don't understand. People are like, no, we never fight. Really? Like what? Well, it's, it depends on what you, what you consider fighting. Okay. You can argue. Well, I'm just saying it not, it doesn't have to be a knockdown drag out yelling. Maybe people say like, Oh, I've never walked out of the house and thought about leaving. So because of that, we've never fight. Yeah. Or, or we just <sighs> well, be, you know, because other people are, are built differently. I don't know why we're down this. I road. don't know why we are either. <laughs> okay. We just so, went down there. So hard transition into then it, then it takes a, a, a turn into um, modern day worship music. Yes. It talks a lot about Chris Tomlin, who is very influential. It reminds me of the Babylon B um, article, which uh, just said Chris Tomlin's uh, you can buy a new Chris Tomlin keyboard. It's Chris Tomlin branded. Have you seen this? It was control C control V. Those are the only three buttons. <laughs> Control C and B because it's all copy and paste. Uh, computer keyboard, obviously not a piano keyboard. Um, so I know that you don't like it, but Those it's also really funny. Make me so angry. <laughs> it's it really just funny. Piss me off. We talk about Seven Eleven songs all the time. There, yeah. he's he's the king of it. But can is there a more prolific and better songwriter for modern Christian music, modern worship music? No. And, and that's the thing they talked about, you know, they interviewed Louis Giglio Mm -hmm. and he and Chris Tomlin used to do youth camps, summer youth camps together. And, um, I was watching this, uh, on a Tuesday night, Wednesday, 
before I led worship on yeah. Wednesday night. And they talked about the song, We Fall Down. Oh, my god! And how it was like one o'clock in the morning, Chris Tomlin goes to there at a, at a youth camp. Right. In the middle of the week at a youth camp. And Chris Tomlin goes to Lou Giglio's. Yes. Knocks <laughs> on his door. door. With his guitar. And he's like, you need to hear this. Yeah. And he plays We Fall Down, which is one of the most simplistic worship songs ever. And he goes, he goes, yes, Louie, you think we could do this tomorrow night? Which, by the way, it would have been that night. Yeah. It's one o'clock in the morning. And Louie goes, they're going to sing this song around the world. every continent yeah. in the world. And by the way, they, they do. They do. And I sang it that Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because, just because it is, sim- let me just say this. And I know you know this. Seth, yeah. And I know yes, you yes, say yes, things. Yes. I'm just being silly. It's just a joke. To be silly. But just because a song is simplistic does not mean that it's not good or that you shouldn't sing it. Right. The, and and I'm just I'm throwing that out there for all sorts of things we talk about in choir. Uh, sometimes it's good to repeat, like you need to repeat yeah. a phrase yeah. because you need to get it down in your heart, and it takes more than one or two or ten times. Yeah, to to do that. And I, for me, I know that's the truth yeah. for me. So I'm just saying, and you know, we can joke and we do, and there are modern worship songs that I do not like. But just because a song is simplistic does not mean that it's a bad song or that. Um, Michael W. Smurf. Don't listen. Finish your sentence and let me have my typos. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Come on, dude. It still says Nickel. It doesn't worry. It knows. Spotify knows what I'm trying to find. Nicole, Calm down. Nickel W. Smurf. <laughs> listen. You know what? I'm leaving all this in and your your thing is just going to be done. Okay, that's how it is. But let me tell you one of the things. This is why I was looking it up is because um, Michael W. Smith, he does, um, they, they do talk about this, that in 2001, he released an album called Worship. Yeah. And it was very much a non-thing that you just didn't do. Okay? Like, in, it was 2001. People didn't do worship music as a genre. When you think of like the people who are real big into like worship music now, even like your third days, all that other stuff, all of those people, they, they didn't do that then. So 2001, he's like, we're going to do an entire night of worship. And Michael W. Smith kind of wrote a genre right then. It blew up and people listen to these songs forever. Heart of Worship, Draw Me Close, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Above All, Breathe. Bro, Breathe is a great song. Let It Rain. Let It Rain oh, all my gosh. night long, followed by Agnes Day, Awesome God, More Love, More Power, Purified, and then, of course, the Michael W. Classic, Above All. Guys, listen, that album... It's so good. Well, we just talked about it because it Bangers. just had its 20th anniversary, yes. which we felt deep in our souls and our not it, young adult us. hearts. That hurt us. Um, <laughs> that was painful. That was real painful. But that album is so good. And he had super well-known, he had Amy Grant's and Chris Tomlin's and yeah. uh, all these people in the choir. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And it was like, everybody needs to leave their ego at the door. Nobody, We're, we're not doing that. We're going to show up for worship, right? And so, yes, there were the passion worship bands. There were people who were like, okay, the but they those were, um, those weren't, I don't know, I, it felt different. It wasn't, those things weren't getting played on modern radio. Those were things that would be out there um, so that you could have 
essentially it was worship resources mm-hmm. so that you could have it for personal worship or you can use it to resource your church. But this was the first time it was just like, oh, this is something that we can do. You can be a pop musician and then also do this. Yeah. And so um, it kind of birthed this whole movement where now you see, did you know that in the Metroplex, I was just scanning through, I found three worships, uh, three radio stations over the air radio stations mm-hmm. dedicated to worship music, mm-hmm. not family friendly music, not right. the 94.9 KLTYs, not those. I'm talking about this is a song for you to worship through mm-hmm. all day long. And yeah. it's just worship song. That that doesn't happen unless 20 years ago Michael W. Smith puts Absolutely. out a worship album. Absolutely. And so um so I mean it's just it's just a, a beautiful thing to talk about. Like it's uh it it was it gave me all the feels. You know what I'm saying? It, all the feels. Um, I teared up more than once. I'll say it was just really, really well done. Like yeah. that was the thing that was the most surprising to me is that I thought it was going to, man, I try self-serving is the word I was looking for. I thought it was going to be a very self-serving, like, aren't we great? And, yeah. and yes, there is a lot of, yes, we're, aren't we great? Um, but it tells a really good story. It incorporates a lot of the old, a lot of the new. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to have everybody from like, I mean, Dolly Parton was literally just on the screen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's in this thing. Uh, we Maverick City Music, you know, uh, Lecrae. You have, um, yeah, Tori Kelly, um, Zach Williams. You had uh, uh, for King and Country, mm-hmm. which by the way, I love uh, Joel Smallbone. He's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we've, our stage show is essentially Striper. Like yeah. we just do what Striper did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Um, Lauren Daigle and a large felt hat. I mean, as, as you know, Lauren Daigle is going to do. Tracks. So it's everything. Like everything is in here. And I was surprised how well it was done. I, what I really appreciated was how they were, they were very honest, brutally honest with the fact that a lot of these artists they had st- deep yeah. struggles. You know, Russ Taff talks about his uh, alcoholism mm-hmm. and and getting out of that and what that looked like and, and the intervention that his friends held for him. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Amy Grant. Um, Bill Gaither. Bill Gaither. <laughs> I mean, they they talk about it, and but they constantly... Sorry, me, I should rephrase. Bill Gaither was part of the Russ Taff thing, not Bill oh, Gaither yeah. controversy. I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to step <laughs> no, on that. No, but they, you know, Kirk Franklin's, yep. all of those things, they they talk about them. They don't shy away from it, which I really, really appreciate. It's a lot of small documentaries yeah. kind of linked together yeah. in a cohesive feel. Uh, and it reminded me, um, who made this movie? Um, not the Kendrick brothers. Not the Kendrick brothers who make terrible movies. It would be the Irwin brothers who make great movies, fantastic <laughs> movies. We love them. I, listen, if you're like, why don't Christians make good movies? I'm not saying that they're all wonderful, but all of them are watchable. Yeah. American Underdog, we've talked about on the show. Yeah. I still believe we've talked about. I can only imagine, uh, which we haven't talked about. Um, you know, the, these are the ones that um, Mom's Night Out. You know the mm-hmm. the. They, they've done some really good movies. Yeah. And if you're like, wow, why are they doing music movies so well? They've also done casting crowns uh, a couple of times, like their video, like their videos. They skillet. did uh, skillet 
uh, the Skillet Monster music video, which Monster was a huge video. Um, so like those types of things. So they, they've got an eye for that as yeah. well. Great. They, they do great work. They do. They do. So, it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, both the content uh, visually, it is uh, it looks great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just it's a bunch of little stories yeah. that they have taken that that are all woven together in the real world. And they just show you they just show you that from start to finish. Sure. And they take you on a journey. And that sounds so cliche to say. <laughs> I'm but, laughing but, at myself, but it's the truth. But it is true because there is a journey that needs to be had. Yeah. Uh, it, the, tell, it tells the story. It tells the story. Um, the only other thing that I want to say yeah. <clears throat> is, and we, we brushed past it earlier because it's right, right towards the beginning of the, of the movie. Um, they are talking about uh, Maranatha really got their start from the Jesus music yeah. at, at the beginning. Okay. And now that is considered old people music. And it just makes me laugh because they were cutting edge and they were, they were the ones that were making old church biddies angry with their music. And now, it, and now they're not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just me, it just, it's so cyclical and, you know, what you hate today because you think that it's so old and fuddy duddy and all that stuff. It wasn't it used to be cutting edge. It used to be cutting edge. And also what you think is cutting edge today. Guess what? Your kids and grandkids are going to think is so boring. Yes. And, and what they like, your kids and grandkids like you're going to be scandalized by. So just everything is a cycle. So just be more forgiving people. Yeah. All right. Um, I would normally ask all the questions, but like I'm going to answer the questions for you. Would you show this to your parents? I already told them they needed to watch yeah. it. Well, I showed it to my kids. I, I would. I don't have a problem with my kids watching it. I don't think they'd be interested in it because they're not as interested in right. the genre of Christian music. I think that there is at a certain age when you want to like kind of get into music history. Mm -hmm. This is a great thing. Absolutely. If you lived through any part of youth group culture, this is a good movie for you, you would to watch. love this yes. movie. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you you would be uh you would be great. Okay, let's uh let's get into the beat. Oh no not the beast not the beast ah! this is for uh this is for your nephew. Man identifying as a six year old crushed game-winning homer in a t-ball championship so yeah. um I, I don't know are there any full-grown adults on your nephew's team um there are some seniors that do not look like 18 year olds yeah i'm like how old are you so julie was showing me pictures of girls that are going to senior prom mm -hmm. and i'm like you what as a date of a senior because they're they're 30 years old. Why what are we doing? I don't know. My, be a child. Be a kid. It's okay. You don't have to wear that much makeup. You don't have to wear a dress like when I look when I think back to my junior and senior proms. How many ruffles? <laughs> well, I didn't have ruffles, but I did not look like that. I had an A-line skirt and like a tank top. Like it was yeah. so simple yeah. and we weren't spending hundreds of dollars hundreds yeah. of dollars on these dresses. All I'm saying, you, you also like, you don't have to dress like you're going to go work at a club afterwards <laughs> right. to go to prom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Prom. Like we get it. You're only young once. You're only going to have this body for so long. I hate to break this to you. Ugh. 
<laughs> you're only going to have that body so long. I, I get it. I understand that. However, you don't have to show it to everybody. No. Like, yeah. Okay, so. Oh, no, not the beast. Not the beast. Ah! No, listen, I'm not. And by the way, I'm not making a comment about identifying as anything. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because of the baseball because stuff. Because of the baseball. All right, what's your not for me this week? Um. Okay, so this. First of all, let me say this. This is not an attack on my co-host who is an Enneagram three. Okay. My not for me this week is, uh, the side hustle, hustle culture. Okay. Um, I do feel attacked. I know. And it's not, it is not an attack. I just, sometimes I want to say, and I know that I'm, I know that I'm not wired as a three. Yeah. And so I, I do recognize that. Um, and so all I want to say is you do you boo, but also it's okay to not make everything, um, uh, profitable. Oh, okay. You are, I mean, you're tiptoeing. You don't have to tiptoe for me. No, and I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, but man, I, I do understand what you're saying. Yes. You can do whatever you want. You do not have to make it a business. It does not have to be a business. Correct. But, Just have a hobby for hey, the sake of having a hobby. Hey, guys. Do you know how hard it is for me as a three to not monetize this podcast? Yeah. Um, we could do it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if... I, listen, we're, we'll just have this conversation live on the air. We could make this show profitable. Yeah. At least to where we're not losing money. Mm -hmm. We could have sponsors and do all that stuff. It takes a lot of work and a mm -hmm. lot of hustle to make that happen. Yeah. And I think both of us are a place in our lives where we just enjoy the the hobbiness of it, yeah. As opposed to uh, as opposed to the hustle. It, when it, mm -hmm. when we turn into a hustle, it becomes a different thing, yeah. and I think it becomes less enjoyable for you and I. Yeah. One day, if someone <clears throat> finds us and wants it to be something cool but we're just yeah. we're probably not going to try to make that happen right that being said if you have a supplement that's helped you lose weight good for you mm -hmm. everybody shouldn't use that supplement and you don't have to like um like whore out your friends to try to make that happen right um this is this is why I don't like oils. It's not because I don't like the smell of oils. It's because someone gets a part of an oily culture, and then all of a sudden they're shoving oils down my throat, and now we're no longer friends because we can't have a conversation right. that isn't about oils. I, and I get it. Yeah. I have some friends that probably don't want to talk to me anymore because they're tired of hearing me talk about running. But that's because you said you were interested. And now I'm gonna make you run. That's yeah. not how it goes. Well, and that's and some people can do it well. And if I and if you have a side hustle or if you whatever, that's fine. If you're part of an MLM. And you want to do it, that's okay. And you can even talk to me about it. But if I am not interested, then just drop it. Be, be done. Be done. Just yeah. be done. And that's fine. And I, like I said, I have some friends who do it right yeah. and do it well. Um, I just, and, <clears throat> and beyond MLMs, if you have a hobby, just have a hobby. Yeah. That's, a, don't, you don't have to make, not everything has to be profitable. Correct monetarily right sometimes the profit is this calms me down this lets me rest this lets me do this yeah just have a hobby it's okay it's okay it really is not everything yeah not, not everything has to be 
monetized. Yeah. So okay. anyway, that's just my not for me. Well, I, I don't. Get, I don't feel attacked. Okay. Because, good. Because the, all of the side hustles that I've ever had, I've made sure that my friends didn't feel like I was asking them for money. So right. I I, I completely and get and it. I understand. You know, I know a lot of three Enneagram threes. Yeah. They are they are very goal oriented. Yes. And that's. The truth is, I think I'm a two wing three. I do have some of that. I like to have a goal and yeah. accomplish that goal. It's just not the top priority for me. Yeah, I, other things are right or wrong. My motivation is different than sure. a, someone who's a three, and um, so it just I'm just throwing this out there. If you've got a side hustle and you really wish you had never started it, it's okay to lay it down. Oh yeah. It's okay. Oh wow! Yeah, it's okay to lay it down. Yeah, you have our, you have our permission. It's okay. not that you need. It. If you need somebody's permission, hey, and if I'm you're wondering, you. should I get into this? It's going to cost me a couple thousand dollars. The answer is no, no. You shouldn't. No, everybody's trying to sell you something. So, so no. If it's yeah. not an original idea, you are not a business owner. That is not the way that you goes. You do not own a business. You do not. <laughs> you pay someone else someone to sell their product. Else owns a business. Yes, and you work for them. Yes, and. Just because you're 1099, I'll be honest with you, that just means they don't want to pay you taxes for selling their stuff. So, um, okay, so. <laughs> that may be a whole nother episode <laughs> or a whole nother not for me. What's your not for me, Seth? So I, I don't want you to feel attacked, but you are definitely my not for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, no. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, you said that you're not for me where the frat daddy guys who wear their sunglasses just on their forehead. <laughs> Like not all the way on the crown of their head, uh -huh. um, not, not, on their shirt. not on their shirt or anything else like that. On, not on their eyes, not on, not on their eyes, but no like concept. on their, on their forehead. And here's, here's why you're not for me. I, um, I, I have this pair of sunglasses that uh -huh. fits very well. I enjoy it. They're sporty. So they're great for the pool. They're great for if, if I go outside for a jog or anything else like that, they're great. But, um, but the other day I was wearing them for not a sporting thing mm -hmm. and, um, I'd fixed my hair. Mm -hmm. it, which there's not much of it. So I got to kind of be mindful of that. And so if I, if I mess it up, I don't have like a lot of weight in my hair to go back to the way it was. Uh -huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. So um, I don't like that you're looking at it right now. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking. Why are you adjusting your hat? I don't your eyes. So, <laughs> so, so I was like, I took my sunglasses and I put them right here, like right, right below my hairline. Now I will say that because my hairline is so far back, it's kind of on the top of my head. But I took them and I put them right here below my hairline. And I was like, oh, perfect. I don't have to worry about messing up my hair. They're off my face. This is a temporary situation. I'm walking in and out of a place. I don't want to have to take them off. They actually have a, uh, like a, like a band across to like, I could have hung them around my neck. But I feel like that even looks a little bit more douchey if I'm being honest. Um, and so I put them up there and I felt incredibly uncomfortable the entire time because I was like, Audrey thinks I look stupid. You heard my voice in your head. This is not for me, Seth. That's a show. <laughs> but listen, our thoughts and opinions don't have to be the final word, dear listener. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions about kids T-ball or... <laughs> side or hustles. Side hustles. Or this movie that Go Jesus... Go watch it. It's so good. It's on tell us It's on Hulu for free. You don't have to yeah. pay money. Unless and, you have Hulu. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Sorry, I had to fix her mic. Let me we're, move. An, I, we're an hour into the show, so let me move. It hasn't been like that the whole time. I think I bumped it. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so we want to hear, how would someone do that? 
you can let us know. You can find us on social media. We are at Dropping Sunday on all of the things, which is like two. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And don't forget to grow the show. Comment on yeah. on Apple Podcasts, all those things. Every time you leave us a comment, we're going to uh, give money to a charity ministry. Let me tell you why we ask you to do that. Uh, it's not just because uh, uh, really of any other reason other than it helps other people find the show. Right. When someone types into their search engine, dropping Sunday or Sunday or even Christian, we want to try to get as high up in their yes. algorithm as possible. And the way we do that is by you saying, this is a five-star podcast. Mm-hmm comment love this show it just put put boost it up there just a little bit and, and then tell your friends and subscribe on their phones and do all of those things yeah because we'll be back yeah we're gonna be back next week and until then this is seth this is andrea this is dropping sunday oh.